In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. We are an Easter people, and Alleluia is our song. Alleluia means praise the Lord. And we can sing praise to the Lord because of his infinite, undying, unrelenting mercy. We celebrate Divine Mercy Sunday, this Sunday in the church, and it's all mercy. Every breath, every thought, every step, we are in his mercy, if we but receive. Thinking about this need for mercy in our world, that's obvious. We need to have retreats and seminars and classes on mercy, right? <laughs> and forgiveness. That's what we need to learn. That's the heart of everything that our church is about. It's a beautiful quote here by Catherine Doherty. And the quote is this, in regards to divine mercy. She says this, The heart that offers itself to the Holy Spirit can, like Christ, love even to love's extreme. It can turn injury into compassion and transform hurt into intercession. Forgiveness participates in the divine mercy and is the high point of Christian prayer. Love to love's extreme. We just look at the cross. Wow. Yes, mercy is the heartbeat of love. It's the high point of our Christian prayer. I recommend that we all get doctorates and postdoctorates in mercy and forgiveness. I recommend that's what we need to learn, and that's what's so lacking in our world and in my own tiny heart. This is uh, interesting. I've talked to a few people recently, and they said, yeah, I don't really need to forgive because that time will take care of it. Well, time doesn't heal wounds. Jesus does. We've got to invite Jesus into the midst of it. Now, growing up, we're taught that forgiveness is good. It's right. It's godlike. And if we were asked... Most of us say, yeah, I've forgiven, but listen to this. I'm going to put the clincher here. Most of us believe that we are forgiving, yet few of us actually are. Maybe just ask yourself the question, who do I need to forgive? And how's that going? Sometimes it can be a hard question to answer because it's not really there, ready, available to us. It's been pushed down very far. C.S. Lewis said this about forgiveness. He said, everyone thinks forgiveness is a lovely idea until they have something to forgive. We talk about, philosophize, have ideas about mercy, but is mercy the heartbeat of you? Is it the heartbeat of your heart? I love Pope Benedict's quote about Christianity. It's the result of an encounter with a person an event which gives life new horizon and decisive direction. And what was Jesus' decisive direction in his horizon? It was to forgive. To forgive the sins of his people that they might live in the infant horizon of his love. Mercy becomes the way of life then, our heartbeat. So what happens when we get wounded? This is a thought that I was thinking about the last couple of weeks. Do you think the saints got wounded they're offended easily? I don't think so. <laughs> they would just say, oh, that's just that 
mortal, sinful person whom I love, who God loves to the end, but that's just a mortal person in their sin. And I get my love and respect, the saint would say, from, from God. And that's perfect in his love for me. But in this wounding, we can become a crabby Candace or a bitter Bob, right? Crabby Candace and bitter Bob. And I was just talking to my good friend who's a priest, Father Bob, and he said he's at the end of his line. He's ready for a break. He's ready for a vacation. Not that like he would kill a parishioner, but you know what I'm saying? Maybe that was said, but I can't verify that. And you don't have the phone records. He's ready to get out of town. And I know most people don't go into the priesthood because they're insensitive. They're sensitive. So I know I'm sensitive and a lot of wounding can happen. So what happens when a wound happens? We want to express and not suppress. This is a very interesting question that a psychologist has asked people for the last 30 years. How are you feeling? And most people become speechless because they can't say how they're feeling. They answer that with a thought or an attitude, a cognitive thing, but they don't answer it with an emotional response or an affective response like, I'm sad, I'm afraid, I'm lost, I'm burnt out, I don't like myself. So we have stuffed our emotions and feelings Here's some advice. When somebody asks you how you're feeling, just give a one-word feeling answer. Not like, I'm going to get the banking done, and I'm going to get this project wrapped up, and I'm going to seal this deal, but how are you feeling? Sad, joyful, confused. It will go a long way to mercy in this world and healing. Because if you have no feeling of wounding, what is there to forgive? If we aren't feeling with each other, and letting Christ come into that. When we suppress, we alienate, and we stop the reconciling work of God in his tracks. Bitterness, judging, and condemnation happen. Is that you? Is that your heartbeat? Or is it the heartbeat of mercy? Me too. See to it that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. It not only affects you, it most especially affects you, but it defiles other people when you're bitter, when you're angry, when you're unforgiving. That's not what our church is supposed to be about. We're supposed to be about the joy of God's mercy. And the bitter roots that come in our life, they don't happen to us from the hurtful things. They are our sinful responses to those hurts, wounding us and defiling those around us. So it's our response to other people's perceived or real wounding to us that is the sin and causes us to be bitter. A bitter Bob and a Crabby Candace, all the day long for everybody to be, to experience in a negative way. Now, when somebody offends us, we do not excuse the sin. We don't say, that's okay. We express our hurt and the wounding, and we looked to Jesus to how to handle that. Jesus didn't say, Father, excuse them on the cross. He said, Father, forgive them. But he wasn't excusing the wounding. He was real. Jesus expresses. Think about in the garden, my soul is sorrowful to the point of death. Think about his anger in the temple. 
that he was angry of anything that was taking his children, his beloved, away from him. Think about how he cried at the death of his best friend, Lazarus. Think about how frustrated he was with our first pope, Peter. Peter, don't you get this? This is the way it's going to be. We're called to be angry, but without sin, to express ourselves so the bitter root won't take. Now, when it comes to responsibility, who's responsible for forgiving, there's a couple ways to see it, usually either one of two ways. Either it is something God does in us and for us, or something that we must do on our own. And survey says that's not the right answer. But forgiveness is a collaboration. It's a covenant relationship. It's a partnership with Christ. So we do our part to let Christ in, and Christ does his part of the infinite mercy, but it, it takes both. And if we've got a hardened, angry, screaming heart from whatever that's from, then there's no entrance, and his reconciling work stops. Wrote a song one time, be real and fill, invite him in and he will heal. Be real and fill, invite him in and he will heal. That is so key in what Christ is calling to us on this Divine Mercy Sunday. And in that times that we've been wounded or hurt, we've got to surrender the right to receive anything back from that person. Anything. Negative, positive, anything. We just got to let that go and let God be the judge. Now this is interesting. So when we have this woundedness in our life and the resentment, there's this exercise this person does, he says, he ha holds onto a pen and he says, hey, you grab the end of that pen and they're trying to grab that and he holds on tighter and it just gets tighter and tighter. And what the analogy there is of that is that, yeah, God, we say we'll give you our resentment. We'll say we give you our woundedness, but we hold on tighter and tighter. And so we keep it and we keep it barreled in our hardened heart and our closed walls of our soul. And so it's just that analogy how that can be an analogy for us when we say, we say, oh, I'm going to give that to God, but we really haven't given that to God. We just hold on tighter as he invites us to give up the resentment, bitterness. We got to give him permission to take that. This is kind of like a heavy homily, but it's right at the heart of Christianity and it's something that we need to deal with something I need to deal with, we need to deal with, if we want to go deeper than the weather or if everything's going all right. We want to get to a point, I want to get to a point where we can look at each other here as we gather today, and you can see me in the middle of my muck, and I can see you in the middle of your disaster and say, I love you. It is God's mercy. Where are we with that? We're called to give up childish ways of revenge, not talking, alienation, separation, and to become childlike, to express and let God heal our pain and let Jesus be the judge. And not only that, to let Jesus be the judge and to let go of our pain, but then we would be like Jesus on the cross where he would bless us, speak well of us, and want the best for our enemies. Jesus from the cross obeyed and depended on the Father to heal his heart 
and bless his enemies through him. How now will Jesus bless his enemies through us? How will he do that? I'm going to invite Joanna to come up. We were talking the other day. I said, this is perfect. This is perfect, this story for this Sunday and her experience with the Lord as he revealed to her. You can come up. <laughs> so let's give Joanna our attention. Thank you, Joanna, for sharing this beautiful experience. morning. When I was about 14, I had a dream that turned into a vision. In the dream, I was walking along the bank of a river, and I saw some people whose car had gotten sunk into the mud by the river, and they asked me for my help to get the car out of the river. And in doing so, I hurt myself. And as they were about to leave, I said, I helped you. Now, would you help me? And they laughed, and they mocked me, and they drove away. And I was so angry. And so the next part of the dream, I was walking up a ladder. It was like going up to a tree house. And I entered into a room. I just got to the entrance of the room. And at the, at the back of the room, there was a white light coming towards me. And I couldn't look at it. I, didn't, I looked to the side. And the white light was over here. And I went before this light. And the room was awash with this white light. And in the wash of the light, I could see people meditating towards the side. And I said to the light, I said, I'm angry. These people have hurt me, and I want revenge. And then in my mind, not in my ear, in my mind, I heard a calm, gentle male voice say, no. And I had just enough time to say, no. And the next words that came again into my mind were, I want you to love them anyway. And no sooner were those words said than not only did I see the light, but I felt the light. The light began to wash over me, and it was pure, undiluted love. It wasn't love like you love your children. It wasn't love like you love your parents or your spouse. It wasn't even love the emotion. It was love the energy. And it was the most beautiful thing, and I just curled up before it, and I let it wash over me, and I said to myself, nothing, nothing matters but this light and this love. Thank you so much. Beautiful, Joanna. So the Holy Spirit just put that together as we were talking on this Divine Mercy Sunday about this undiluted love, and that's what it's all about. No revenge, but we must love one another. Just wanted to close. In 1988, I was serving on Net Ministries. It's a youth ministry team. You live in a van with 12 other young adults for a year. So things can get stinky in more ways than one. And I was having a tough year. And just the relationships, different personalities, different maturities, different prayer, just different everything. And I was struggling. And I just wanted to share a journal entry from April 2nd, 1988, in San Antonio, Texas, as I wrote in my journal about this experience. And as we celebrate and honor and welcome the Feast of Divine Mercy into our hearts. It's about community life, about this. The great challenge I face is team life. It is hard for me to relate. There are many times recently when I have felt like leaving the team and the ministry. 
The biggest struggle and the greatest gift that the community of my team offers is the rooting out of sin. My sin. I have 11 other mirrors that my sin reflects off of. It is work. And it is a constant humbling 